day, it's Thursday, it's Sports Stars to Hyde. That means it's time for our weekly look at all matters football, whether it's in Ireland or Australia. This is Sports Stars Football. Coming up later on the show, uh, for Man All-Ireland winner, ex-Carrington player Joanne Doonan will be with me as we look ahead to round seven of the AFL Women's Series. Hard to believe we're halfway there already and teams now are battling for the playoff spots. So we'll be talking to Joanne later on to look ahead all the weekend's games and tell you our players moments and matches of last week but before all that let's look at the news affecting football this week and we'll start with the big story Michal Nocton from Donegal is the new LGFA president taking over from Marie Hickey who served two three-year terms Michal will serve a four-year term and um, he's already set one of his ambitions to fill Croke Park for All-Ireland Finals Day something a few years ago you'd have kind of laughed off but it's very very realistic now once we can come out of the COVID times we're living in at the moment we were hoping to talk to Michal this week but I can confirm that Michal Nocton will be with us on Sports Stars Football next week and that's an interview I cannot wait to get into um, one of the topics that no doubt will be discussed is split seasons the GA have brought it in so far the Camogie and ladies football haven't and even if you were listening to the third half this week Jennifer Dunn the Dublin footballer would have mentioned it too so it's becoming a big topical point the split season uh, Jennifer Dunn and Gawi Camogie Siobhan McGrath are on this week's special episode of the third half which is now available on sportsstats.ie so check that out if you can we mentioned last week about West Cork and the dilemma they're having in locally at the moment. They are the Cork Senior Football Champions, but based on the official rule book, they mightn't be allowed to defend their title because you can a divisional team in senior can only pull from three junior teams or one intermediate and one junior. Uh, Cork have passed new rules um, saying that they can take pull them from any teams non-senior teams in their division but they need the LGFA who fined them last year uh, to approve that and that won't be done until a special congress which will be later in the year and should that special congress take place before the or after I mean the Cork championship begins in West Cork will not be able to defend their Cork title now we gave our opinion on it last week we understood both sides I certainly would hope that that congress would take place beforehand at least you know let Cork have their case Cork have passed it let them have their case and whatever decision is made is made and, uh, and that's really where we are on that at the moment let's move on the hashtag Gaelic for Teens concludes this week after six weeks. Mullen and Sharon Courtney will be talking about accuracy. Check out the series. It's definitely uh, very enlightening for young players as well. And that's the most important thing at the moment is that we keep our young people involved as best we can. They might be able to interact with other people, but they can play football. They can pick up a ball and kick it around. And check that hashtag Gaelic for Teens. Congratulations, Limerick LGFA. You have a new website at www.limericklgfa.ie. Great to see more counties getting official websites up there at base to get all the information. We talked about Galway recently. And well done to everybody in Limerick. Uh, today, Corsi's GEA are hosting a Today is the Day event talking about emotional health and why we mentioned that. Well, Cork. Kira Sullivan will be one of the speakers on it. 
again a lot of talk about mental emotional health at the moment but it's very very important so um, check out that Corsi's GEA social media today is the day Kira O'Sullivan a special guest on that uh, Derry LGFA have announced new sponsor Go and it's brilliant for Derry good work being done up there to uh, keep the game progressing and try and improve matters on the field of play and it's go new sponsors of Derry LGFA Armagh are having a bit of fun this month with their hashtag March Madness they're having a bake-off challenge anybody who's a fan of um, the Great British Bake Off um, will enjoy this um, they get another their younger members to do their challenges and there's some great pictures up there from Kira Gray who's only 13 Rebecca Grew who's only 16 and more coming up as well so look at those pictures and it'll definitely inspire some people at home to have a go at themselves at trying to pull off something special as again a lot of people that watch the show we watch it here at home even though Darren Kelly can only cook about a few slices of toast if you put him to the challenge but definitely well worth it and if you fancy having a go for our LGFA's hashtag March Madness post up your pictures of what you're baking on social media and let our know Rachel Kearns from Mayo has joined Galway WFC for the Women's National League. She scored two goals against Athlone Town last weekend. Now, I don't know how this affects Rachel in regards to her involvement with Mayo this year, but she will be playing soccer for Galway WFC, so that'll be interesting to monitor. But the bigger news coming out of Mayo this week is that four members of Karna Khan are in their panel the provisional panel for whenever they get start collective training again Fiona McHale Cy Black and Amy Dowling and Saoirse Walsh uh, great news for Michael Moyles great news for Mayo Football those were four players that left back with the Carnacon players pulled out of the panel under Peter Lee a couple of years ago so the first steps are being made to heal the rift dare I say and that can only be good for Mayo Football because we've seen how close they were without the Carnacon players so you know if you want to win all Ireland you need all your players together and hopefully now they can gel together and heal any outstanding friction from the incident that happened a couple of years ago Sligo LGFA are encouraging their members uh, to check out Sligo IT who are now taking applications for their sports scholarship in 2021 and 2022 so if you're living around the Sligo area you've interest in going to Sligo IT you know and you can play a bit of football that's where you need to go. And finally, Sporting Pride are hosting their next uh, episode of their LGBTQ plus and women, hashtag women in sports series hosted by Anna Nolan. Um, great awareness being brought there, like we've talked about in Australia too. So that's on next Monday, the 15th of March. Uh, Anna Nolan um, presents it, LGBTQ plus and hashtag women in sport, uh, Sporting Pride series. So make sure you check that out. So that's all our news in football for this week. Coming up after the break, we are going talking about all matters Australia. It's round seven of the AFL Women's Series and we'll be joined by Joanne Doonan in just a couple of moments. I like listening to Sports Dad because he has famous celebrities and I guess listen to him. Darren Kelly. Now I'm delighted to be joined by Fermanagh and ex-Carlton player Joanne Doonan as we look ahead to round seven already, Joanne, of the AFL Women's Series. It's starting to take shape, even if I suppose we didn't get the tight, close battle in any of the games this week we were hoping for. 
Yeah, 100%. I think, um, I suppose, maybe predictable wins, but maybe not as, I suppose, a lot of hammerings as I can briefly said. But but yeah, like you said, the ladder's kind of taking shape and you can kind of start to see the teams that are trying to pull away at the top. And I suppose, again, another battle this week, kind of for them, kind of final way spots in the final. So it's definitely going to get interesting over the next few weeks. It's great now that we have the fixtures for the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. People know their run-ins. We won't go through them all in, in this episode. We might talk about the demons later on. But going back to last week too, I suppose with a lot of games there, we expect it to be closer. But Collingwood and the Bulldogs, like we built that up massive last mm-hmm. week. Yeah, 100%. I suppose the way you've seen kind of Bulldogs playing and maybe games, I had kind of myself even wrote them off before they kind of had even started and they completely stood their ground and, you know, even came out on top on some of them. So I definitely thought they were going to put up, I suppose, more of a fight. But like I said, the first quarter, even into the second quarter, you were kind of thinking, geez, you know, actually this could be a battle here. And then I think Collingwood just hit that switch and they were just, uh, just on fire for the last uh, few quarters and just kind of seemed to... I suppose show their class and show how good of a team they are. Like and you know, I suppose even you say it in Gaelic football, people say about playing teams that are I suppose that wee bit level below you yeah, that you kinda feel that you kinda drop to their standard. But I kinda think Colin would definitely kinda showed their rank and showed like you look where we're a team to be or not to be messed with, I suppose. So uh, yeah, it was definitely definitely not as close a game as I thought. Collingwood have been the story of the year. Like mm-hmm. we we had them as contenders for top six. I don't think either of us had put the firm 50 down and said they were definitely yeah. in. But uh, what's impressed me about them is they've changed every game. Like I don't want to be hyping them up too much now. We're only halfway through the season, but mm-hmm. they're showing signs of a team that expects now rather than hopes to be in the grand final in six weeks time. Yeah, 100%. I definitely think that I'd say within the camp there, looking, you know, it's not just these few games that probably want to keep that winning streak up. And yes, maybe if they lose a game, I don't think they're going to drop their heads too easy. But, you know, when you watch them, you just, their ability to kind of slow the game down to their uh, pace and kind of control the tempo of the game that, you know, when you watch it, they just look like miles ahead in, in certain areas. You know, they had so much time to make a decision on the ball. They were just confident they were taking that, you know, where most players would have kicked it, they were taking the player on, they were sidestepping, you know, they weren't afraid to kind of, I suppose they just seem to have that confidence and they're kind of, I suppose they're building on that each week and the belief each week and they're just, they're definitely um, a team that, like I said, maybe I suppose we didn't see them maybe in the top two, but um, definitely now you'd be looking this year, they're going to be very hard to stop. They have their six wins. We can even though something about a magical, we can assume they're true to the playoffs anyway. Uh, the last one before we move on, St Kilda and the Giants, I'd say their races run now. Yeah, like that. I think St Kilda came out with a bang at the start of the year and kind of people thought, Jesus, you know, they've definitely improved a lot. And I suppose, I don't know, whatever, where they, the games were fell, that they just kind of had a few hard games and kind of couldn't pick themselves back up from it. And Likewise with Giants, I think, you know, started off kind of a wee bit ropey and then kind of came back into it, started to see them building that wee bit of confidence. But again, just whatever way it drew, they kind of came against some very tough teams and had some very tough games that kind of couldn't put it up against. And I'd say now they'll be kind of thinking it's going to be very hard to kind of crawl back, um, if even. As you know, I love commenting on the Australian commentators. Now, don't get me wrong. I'd love to be down there commentating on this. Maybe, Joanne, some of you, you and me will get down and do that. <laughs> but, but, like, when you just take Cora, like, two weeks ago, they were marvelling at her as a machine. Yeah. They called her Scora. 
And I was annoyed because I know I wouldn't get away with this if I was commentating on football at home, but they're talking talking about our aging legs and not able for the pace and kind of going for crying out loud, like, you know what I mean? Be consistent in your analysis at least. Yeah, 100%, I think. I don't even know if it's very opinionated, but they, they just kind of go with the flow and kind of nearly forget about what they've kind of said previously. And I think, like you said, even when the first match is about Ash Mack, you know, they kind of singing their praises one week and then kind of, I suppose maybe if you're not consistent enough to kind of put you down very easily the next week, like, and I don't know whether it's kind of them trying to get a wee bit of, I suppose, reaction from people or maybe that they want to have people talk about the commentary. I don't know. But yeah, sometimes it's very questionable how they can go from one extreme to the other. Like you said, Cora played some phenomenal stuff and they're kind of praised that, you know, for her age, what she's been doing. Like, and nobody would kind of question age in it at all until somebody matches it. So it's kind of, I suppose, like you said, a bit unfair from them at times. Like, yeah. It's definitely allowed the production is great, but they definitely do catch the eye with the with the way they come across. Let's go to our uh, key moments of the week. First moment of round six. Yeah, like I said, I suppose it's kind of hard whenever there were a lot of, I suppose, hammer matches that, you know, there wasn't anything mad outstanding. But I have to say, even talking to the girls, Aileen uh, Gilroy's behind that she got, she was nearly outside the 50. She threw a boot to it and I honestly don't know how that girl kicked the ball, ball so far, like, and just on the turn about. It was unfortunate not to go in for a goal, but I thought it was just a fantastic play. But it, along with Ashley, seen just when I was watching the Brisbane game as well, the, I think it's Hudder she is, but she won a free, yeah, and then she played on, and she must have talked about three bounces of the ball, and her, her teammate kind of helped um, shepherd a, a person from tackling her, and she was unfortunate not to get her her goal at the end of it as well. But Jesus, it was just class, like seeing her just kind of escape and the, the speed of her was just brilliant too. So there was some good moments in the week as well. So There does be, there does be some great individual moments. And one thing I like about this, it's not just the Irish players, but we're getting to know some of these great athletes as well. And I look at some of the stats here in front of me and um, like, and obviously the year we're having too, it's great to have, to be able to enjoy this. Yeah. It's the fact we don't have it at home to enjoy. hundred uh, percent. Yeah, I think it's just nice to even have I suppose sport to watch and I suppose there is that kind of link because there is Irish girls and maybe it's just because I was out there last year that I'm even more interested in it but I think even a lot more girls that I know or boys as well you know have been watching it this year and just kind of keeping on top of it I suppose it helps with the coverage for TGR but yeah anything at all this time of year I think we're just glad to have a wee bit of normality and seeing people just going about their normal lives <laughs> Glad you mentioned TG Car as well excellent service and they're showing two matches a week at the moment too and it's it's well worth it so if, if, if you're not like us getting up early in the morning or, or can't have access to the app follow TG Car they do pick out the best games speaking of games I know it's, it's slim pickings but what's your game of the week? Mine was probably a bit of a toss-up. I, I actually thought the Collingwood Bulldogs game up until I suppose Collingwood started to run away, but it was actually very good to watch. And even I suppose even when Collingwood were going good, they were going very well, and it was it was very good to watch. Um, I also put in uh, the Carlton and the Geelong game. I thought it was Geelong actually scored a lot more than I anticipated, and um, I suppose it was good to just see kind of score on both sides of it. And again, there was kind of similar, very good kind of passes of play, and even. I, I love even from last year Darcy Vesio she's just such a smart player and just kind of we think she does even if the ball's coming in for a goal they kind of shepherd the person so they don't get a touch to it so it counts as a goal we think that I just love watching her do it but um, yeah I suppose like I said it's kind of slim pickings but yeah there's still still some good passes to play in both of them games 
And even as you're niching carrots as well, they're still hanging in there. We've, mm-hmm. we've, we've been tipping them before. And I was reading one um, AFL piece during the week that are tipping them as well. We're really watching carrots in here, here yeah. in particular. I've already admitted myself, and not because it's Joanne Whitney, that I actually picked them at the start of the campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, <laughs> I might be more hopeful and confident at the moment, but they're still there, Joanne. Yeah, 100%. And like I said, I suppose not kind of going into too many fixtures, but they're up and coming fixtures. You know, they should be there. We're looking kind of fairly confident that they'll be getting a few more wins as well. Like, so it's still all the play first. Well, for definitely them, them last few positions. We've nine Irish players in round six. Who's your Irish player of the week? Again, toss up. And uh, I suppose my kind of one, because it was such a various games, I'll go with Orla uh, or Dwyer this week. I think, like you said, from similar from last week, she, she's definitely deserving to get a, a nod on to this player of the week. And I suppose with the games that ended and how well Brisbane have been playing, and she's been such an influential part to that. So uh, she's definitely one to be reckoned with. I've Aileen Gilroy up there as well, like still freaking them tracking forwards and. Just fantastic gameplay as well, but uh, I think this week I give a little nod. And Orla's player part two, Brisbane's another team that have learned how to mix it up as well. We'll talk more about them because they're playing Colin, Collingwood in one of our featured matches in a moment. For me, again, Aileen and Orla, as we had them last week, were there as well. But I suppose if you take one, I suppose, start, start of the week, you look at the score, West Coast 8, Fremantle yeah. 75. And arguably the three Irish players were just phenomenal yes. in it. And I'm actually going to that match. Um, Ashley got 22 disposals. Neve got West Coast player of the game. But I'm actually going to go with Grace because we've mentioned this before. Grace has been under the radar now. She got a goal well read after Neve's long ball and she got it from another teammate and in. And, you know, they were just, they, they led and the, the scoreline overall shouldn't take away from their performances too. So while there's five massive contenders there and Ashley Sheridan probably in sixth of all them, um, I'm going to go with Grace. I think she deserves a nod and she's going to be my pick of the week. Very good. Yeah, 100%. Like you said, it's it's fantastic to see, I suppose, the Irish representation in the West Coast. And I think, you know, it's probably fair to say, like, and not just because we're Irish, you know, if they did have a few more players, I suppose, like the Irish girls, like they wouldn't be kind of too far behind. And you can just seen their kind of tenacity and kind of work rate. They kind of keep pushing on. And I suppose for just being a new team and even for the girls being new to the sport, they're just fantastic leaders. Like, and you can kind of see them trying to lead the game. I suppose even with them maybe not knowing the whole rules and stuff like that. But uh, like I said, well deserved. Like them girls are putting it in every week. Like and um, like I said, I suppose just because the, the team didn't win doesn't mean that they shouldn't be recognised for their brilliant performances. So, a quick question before we move on, because I've been thinking about this during the week. We talked about Collingwood already and the progress they've made in two years. Are West Coast Collingwood two years ago? Are they doing all the right things and building up the franchise? That's in a year or two, as you mentioned, they're a new enough club as well. In a year or two, they could have a Series A in, in this competition. Yeah, I definitely don't think any of them new teams, I suppose, like you said, like the maybe at a, a wee bit of a disadvantage, you know, coming in, having that lack of experience, but they're definitely going to be teams to be reckoned with in the future. Like, I think even chatting to Ash and the girls from West Coast, you know, their their coach seems to be very, very good. And, you know, it's very optimistic that, you know, this isn't just a, I suppose, a short-term fix or, you know, I suppose like sport goes, you know, managers change regularly enough. But um, I think they're definitely kind of just trying to, 
I suppose, replicate what they do practice in training because just talking to them, it seems to be all the right things. But whenever they get onto the field, it's just not kind of replicated. So it would just be brilliant to kind of see just, I suppose, more, I suppose, uh, results for the hard work that they are putting in behind the scenes. And I say you just add, like every year is different. You add a few more experienced players to that. And um, they'll definitely, I think, be a team to watch in the future. Yeah. We'll certainly be keeping an eye on them. Just a reminder again, last week's guest on the Fair Green was Ashley McCarthy. So you can check that out on Sports Stars if you want to read up on Ashley doing great work down there in Australia at the moment and to four every weekend. Orlo Dwyer and Grace Kelly are our players of the week. And you can see our latest scoreboard on sportsstars.ie. Uh, let's all, also all the results in round six and the ladder are also a plus highlights of all the round six games. We're going to move forward now as we look ahead to round seven. Um, I suppose, Joanne, to quote um, Alex, Sir Alex Ferguson from Manchester United getting squeaky bum time because we know, we know the, the three rounds, we know the runs in and I'm going to focus on the Melbourne Demons in a moment but the first game we're looking at is Melbourne against Adelaide and this is a very, very important game especially for Melbourne. Yeah, I think I suppose Melbourne suffered a few losses that I suppose we probably would have tipped them to win um, so they're kind of on the back foot a wee bit that they kind of need these wins a wee bit more than Adelaide do but uh, likewise I don't think Adelaide are going to lay over too easy like they're, they're definitely coming into the swing of things and I suppose even last week's great to see Eilish Constantine uh, back in there as well making an influence but when you have the likes of even Anne Hatcher Regan Aaron Phillips linking up so well just kind of they look like they're they're really getting back into it and kind of looking like them premier winners of a few years ago so um I definitely think it'll be a very good game, but I do think Melbourne will have to come out kind of all gold blazing to, to try and get the win here. We talked about bouncing back. Adelaide have bounced back from their set, setback, but Melbourne did this now. They did get the big win against St Kilda at the weekend too, and we know they were without Sinead Goldrick out injured mm-hmm. too, and uh, Lauren McGee was in there, and Eve McAvoy wasn't as well. But it, as you just said there, we were talking about them as title winners only a few weeks ago, and <laughs> you, you really, there's real question marks now about whether they'll make the top six or not. Yeah, I suppose that inconsistency kind of just plays on your mind to kind of be, you know, what's going on behind the scenes or how come they can't kind of, I suppose, maintain the wins when they do have it. But like you said, I suppose it's learning curves. You have a quick turnaround, as I say, every week. So you never know now, but I'd say they're looking at the, you know, the future games and, you know, they're coming up against very hard teams. You know, they're still Frio and Brisbane to play yet. Like, so these are, you know, must wins for them if they do want to feature in kind of that top six. Because they're on four and two at the moment, and you just said there you have Adelaide, you have Frio who've bounced back, as we just mentioned. You have Brisbane who are looking very, very good as well. Like every game for the Demons now, the next three rounds is going to feel like a cup match because, as we said, Collingwood six wins, they're effectively in. They're not in yet, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you might need. They did have to win two of them. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose you, you kind of look at the competition around that kind of sixth, fifth place. So you have the likes of Carlton and so, and they're kind of coming in. I think it's Freo, maybe their only real competition, you know, in the last few games. So they will be kind of starting to kind of panic a wee bit that, you know, these are kind of must-win games if they want to feature. So, um, yeah, I suppose it's just that added pressure whenever you do lose a round, you know, it can come back to bite you. Adelaide have just been phenomenal as well. One loss, like Ebony Marinoff, like we know we started off mm-hmm. talking about her negatively after what happened with Breed Stack, but he's been a leader for that team throughout the campaign as well. Uh, great having Ailish Considine back as well because they have had a couple of injury concerns as well. Have Adelaide. Uh, they're in a good place at the moment coming into this. 
Yeah, definitely. I think, like you said, they're a team kind of full of experience and I suppose a lot of them were on that Premier winning team and that will kind of just kind of bring that belief back that, you know, they still they still have what it takes and it's just kind of by putting their marker down and I think they've really been showing it the last few games, you know, they had a loss, I think, at the very start, but they're, they're definitely, um, they're definitely kind of don't look like they're going to be looking back from that kind of. So, um, no, it'd be interesting to see now whether they be trying to push on and kind of make the mark for finals. So, are they going to get their sixth win against the Demons or can Melbourne roar back into this competition? I'm really hoping, like even the likes of Goalie, you know, if she's back this weekend as well, you know, she's a very influential player which doesn't help Melbourne. Oh God, it's, it's hard to go, but I do feel that Adelaide won't let them kind of win so easy. So I'll probably, I'll tip Adelaide for this one, uh, but I'm still hoping to see the Dublin girls do well. Adelaide getting the nod there as well to put the pressure on the Demons. That game is on Saturday at 10 past 8 in the morning. So it's a nice time if you want to catch mm-hmm. it live on the AFLW app. Not, I don't have the TG Carr games with me at the moment. The other game we're looking at is on Sunday. We've spoken about them both already. Now, it's a bit early in the morning for us to watch it live. I'm sure this will probably be the TG Carr game on Sunday. But Brisbane against Collingwood, like we've, Marvin at Collingwood's great run at the moment. Brisbane have bounced back after their setback as well. This is going to be a tactical battle as well between two very smart teams. Yeah, 100%. That's uh, one of my first points I was going to say. Like Brisbane are usually very tactically and well, I suppose, do, do their homework on the other team and kind of have them well sussed out. But the likes of Chloe Malloy, you know, is definitely someone they're going to have to stop, even on Ash Sheridan. And, um, but I have to say Brisbane have a very good defence as well so it definitely is going to be a, a team to be a, a game to be reckoned with because it'll be two very good contenders and I suppose maybe like you said there's nothing guaranteed still for Collingwood yet but I suppose the pressure's not off but it's it's that straight they probably do want to keep history going and they keep on a, a pushing on to keep winning as many games in a row as possible but again you'd be looking kind of I suppose at the last few games you know uh, Brisbane still have North Melbourne to play on Melbourne I suppose uh, Demons so it'll be very interesting now that there's still still a tough few rounds ahead of them whereas Collingwood you know they've still Adelaide maybe would kind of be another tough game but there's only St Kilda then so it'll be I suppose not as much pressure on uh, Collingwood for the last few games but hopefully this will probably be a, a definitely a, a big decider I would say We love our double acts in football whether it's in Ireland or Australia like in Dublin you could talk about Carla Rowe and Noel Healy you could talk about any two O'Sullivan's in Cork Louise Ward Olivia Dibley in Galway Joanne Dune and Emer Smith in Fermanagh <laughs> Chloe Malloy and Brianna Davey yeah. You know, the, the work they put in, the impact they're having on this competition alone, like every, I just enjoy watching them play every week. Yeah, like I think I'm always up there, but one of the top scorers of the whole competition. Likewise, Brianna David, I think, exposes like they're just, they, they look unstoppable at the minute. And I, I think even when I referenced earlier about how they just look like there's so much time in the ball, I think Chloe Malloy is definitely one of them people that. You know, you nearly don't want to pounce too quick because the wee sidestep and she could be around you and make you look like a fool. But she just has that kind of natural flair for it. Like, and you can just see that no matter the angle, she seems to kind of be able to get it between the posts. Like, so um, even her, it's I suppose that, that game game head that she just kind of understands the game a lot more, knows how to play it to her advantage. Like, and I suppose, like you said, you've just kind of seen the links up between her and the other players. Like, just seems to be phenomenal. Like, the, to just 
kind of bounce off each other and especially Brianna Davy them kind of, I suppose clearances into the forward line has, has been very good as well. So it's fantastic and great to see Ash Sheridan kind of coming into kind of play with them as well. Like so they've definitely have very good good few players there. So is there a fear because we talked about the tactical nature? The two teams have to believe that there's a chance they'll meet again later in the season. I know it was a game that was meant to take place a few weeks ago, but is there a fear these two teams could cancel each other out? Like we saw Brisbane do it to Frio, we've seen Collingwood do it to the two Melbourne, shut them out as well. Like, is that fear there? Could this be like we we touched? Could this be more an intriguing battle than a free shooting blitz between two top teams? <laughs> Yeah, I definitely think so. Like I said, they're both tactically minded teams, but I suppose you kind of have to worry about your own game as well, not kind of get too bogged down and trying to stop the other team. You have to try and, I suppose, play to your strengths as well. So uh, I definitely think it'll be, like I said, an intriguing uh, game to, to watch. But um, no, again, it's it's going to be a very tough one to call. I, I honestly am really, really looking forward to seeing that game as well when I, when I wake up, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> And, and taking that point now, who is going to win this one? Collingwood feel they've done enough to qualify or are Brisbane going to have that bit of an extra edge to make sure they get their sixth win? Look, like again, I think Brisbane have kind of, I suppose, learned a lot from that setback that they have. So they might have that wee bit of experience, but I, I just kind of feel looking at Collingwood at the minute anyway, they just kind of look like they're in that kind of unstoppable form and it's going to take a, a mighty big game from Brisbane to stop them, I think. So, I'm probably going to tip Collingwood in this one. But again, it's definitely, um, I don't mind either way if I'm wrong, like, but it'll definitely be a good game to watch. But I'll go with Collingwood. We'll be watching it one way or the other. Joanne's pick is Collingwood. Yeah. 10 past four in the morning, Sunday, Irish time. Let's quickly run through the other five games before we wrap up. I suppose we have the bottom four teams paired off against each other, starting with Friday night, Gold Coast against Richmond Tigers. Yeah, I suppose, like I said, another good game. But Richmond have definitely improved over the last few games. So i definitely go with Richmond over this one. And he did get 32 points against the Kangaroos last week. On to Saturday, 10 past four in the morning. We mentioned, uh, well, definitely whoever loses is out, but whoever wins, there might be an outside chance for St Kilda and the Giants. Yeah, definitely. I just kind of feel there's something about St Kilda, though. They still have that bit of tenacity in them as well. And it's, it's I suppose, sometimes hard to look past the Giants. It's, again, going to be a tough game, but I'll probably tip uh, St Kilda on this one, to be honest. Killed to get the nod there. The Kangaroos are back. We've seen that. The Bulldog took a massive beating as well. They're still in the hunt. 10 past six in the morning Saturday. Uh, North Melbourne Kangaroos versus the Western Bulldogs. Like I said, Bulldogs kind of might have got a, a kind of wake up call to be like, oh shit, you know, you know, we're not going too well at the minute. But um, but again, if they bounce back well, I think they, they can definitely put a marker down. But I just think North Melbourne are going to, you know, keep the winning streak going now, I would say. So I'll go with North. North Melbourne get the nod there on to Sunday, 10 past two in the morning. We've talked about Carlton already. This is a very important game for them up against the Fremantle Dockers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I suppose must win for them if they can even want to feature in the last six. So it's going to be interesting, but it's always a, a massive battle. Like So probably one of the games that I, I would have liked to see playing last year that I suppose I didn't get to play. So, oh my God, it, it's going to be hard to... To go with, but I can um, feel the heart and the head are torn here, Joanne. I know, I know. I like, I, I do. I genuinely want to say, Carson, but I feel like Frio might, might top this. Yeah, Frio just getting the nod there. And finally, West Coast Eagles against the Geelong Cats. That's the last game on Sunday. Yeah, another winnable game for West Coast. I definitely feel like uh, Geelong obviously haven't been on form at all. Like, but 
suppose I had a heavy blow last weekend against uh, Freo, but uh, I'm going to give the West Coast girls an audit. I think they definitely, uh, if they kind of keep sticking together and kind of pushing on and keep getting influenced by the Irish, I suppose, they, they might pull through. So I'm um, going with West Coast. West Coast get the nod. Joanne, before I let you go, we'll give a shout out first to North Melbourne's Caitlin Ashmore, the first player to be involved in 25 wins in the AFLW, a great ambassador for the game in general. Yeah, 100%. I've seen that actually on Twitter during the week and I actually met her through the girls last year and she's a lovely girl, Like, but she's a fantastic player. Like, If anybody watched her at all, you know, She's kind of near like a midfield, even though she'd be playing four because you see her, you know, defending on the in the goal mount of her own uh, goal mount and then attacking and scoring goals up the other end. So she's just uh, tenacity and experience definitely shows through like that. Uh, she's top class player and definitely, I suppose, deserves recognition for all her kind of time committed to it. So, yeah, brilliant. I like listening sports dads because I like to listen to ladies football and ladies camogie. That was Fermanagh All-Ireland winner and ex-Carlton star Joanne Doonan previewing round seven of the AFL Women's Series. And just to let you know here on our Sports Stars social media pages on Saturday, we'll be following closely the games between the North Melbourne Kangaroos against the Western Bulldogs and Melbourne Demons versus Adelaide Crows. Let's look at the full fixtures before we wrap up. Uh, starting tomorrow, Friday, 8.40, the Gold Coast Suns up against Richmond Tigers. These are all Irish times I'm giving you. On Saturday, Day three games St Kilda versus Greater Western Sydney Giants at ten past four in the morning. In those two games I mentioned, North Melbourne Kangaroos versus the Western Bulldogs. That's at six ten a.m. and Melbourne Demons versus Adelaide Crows at eight ten a.m. And on Sunday another triple header: Carlton versus the Fremantle Dockers, two ten a.m. Sunday morning. Brisbane Lions versus Collingwood. That's at ten past four a.m. And the week's action finishes with West Coast Eagles versus the Geelong Cats. That's on Sunday at 6.10am that's all our fixtures in AFL we'd like to thank our guest again Joanne Doonan who joined us for that we'll be back next week with more news on football don't forget to check out the third half that's out this week featuring Dublin's Jennifer Dunn and with that being said I hope you enjoyed the show I'm Darren Kelly and this was Sports Stars Football